Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole and you are listening to Pray the Word. And we are in a series for Advent called Love's Pure Light put out by Dwell App. And it's just been a really good devotional to pray through. Um, We are on day 17 and the scriptures that we're going to pray through today are Psalm 125, 2 Kings and Acts 3. Psalm 125, 2 Kings 2, and Acts 3. Those who trust in the Lord are as unshakable, as unmovable, as mighty Mount Zion. Just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord's wraparound presence surrounds his people, protecting them now and forever. The wicked will not always rule over the godly provoking them to do what is evil. God, let your goodness be given away to your good people, to all your godly lovers. But those who turn away from truth, you will turn them away from you to follow their crooked ways. May Israel experience peace and prosperity. 2 Kings 2 When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away. And Elisha replied, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit and become your successor. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I am taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. As they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by horses of fire. It drove between the two men, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, I see the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his clothes in distress. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen when he was taken up. Then Elisha returned to the bank of the Jordan River. He struck the water with Elijah's cloak, and he cried out, Where is the Lord, the God of Elijah? Then the river divided, and Elisha went across. When the group of prophets from Jericho saw from a distance what happened, they exclaimed, Elijah's spirit rests upon Elisha, and they went to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Sir, they said, just say the word, and fifty of our strongest men will search the wilderness for your master. Perhaps the spirit of the Lord has left him on some mountain or in some valley. No, Elisha said, don't send them. But they kept urging him until they shamed him into agreement, and he finally said, all right, send them. So fifty men searched for three days but did not find Elijah. Elisha was still at Jericho when they returned. Didn't I tell you not to go? He asked. One day the leaders of the town of Jericho visited Elisha. We have a problem, my lord, they told him. This town is located in pleasant surroundings as you can see, but the water is bad and the land is unproductive. Elisha said, bring me a new bowl with salt in it. And so they brought it to him. Then he went out to the spring that supplied the town with water and threw the salt in it. He said, This is what the Lord says. 
I have purified the water. It will no longer cause death or infertility. And the water has remained pure ever since, just as Elisha said. Acts 3 My fellow Jews, I realize that neither you nor your leaders realize the grave mistake you have made. But in spite of what you've done, God has fulfilled what he foretold through the prophets long ago about the suffering of his anointed one. And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. And he will send you Jesus, the Messiah, the chosen one for you. For he must remain in heaven until the restoration of all things has taken place, fulfilling everything that God said long ago through his holy prophets. For has not Moses told us, The Lord your God will raise up a prophet from among you who is like me. Listen to him and follow everything he tells you. Every person who disobeys that prophet will be cut off and completely destroyed. In fact, every prophet from the time of Samuel onward has prophesied of these very days, and you are heirs of their prophecies and of covenants God made with your fathers when he promised Abraham, your descendant will bring blessing to all the people on the earth. Now that God raised up his son, he has chosen to send him first to you, that he might bless you by turning each one of you from your wickedness. The teaching and preaching of Peter and John angered the priests, the captain of the temple police, and the representatives of the Jewish sect of the Sadducees. They were furious that the people were being taught that in Jesus there is a resurrection from the dead. So while Peter and John were still speaking, the Jewish authorities came to the temple courts to oppose them. They had them arrested, and since it was already evening, they kept them in custody until the next day. Yet there were many in the crowd who believed the message, bringing the total number of men who believed to nearly 5,000. Here's the reading for the day. Oh, you cannot put straight in others what is warped in yourself. You cannot put straight in others what is warped in yourself. Saint Athanasius. Christians often talk about living on mission or transforming society for Christ. And as good and beautiful as these visions undoubtedly are, we must never forget that outer transformation can never move faster than inward renewal. Outer transformation can never move faster than inward renewal. We cannot share with the world something we ourselves have not received and encountered in the depths of our soul. Acts 3 holds forth a vision of refreshment in and through the presence of God, yet it directly ties this refreshment to our own turning away from sin and towards our Lord in humility. This is the first and primary call of Christ given to every disciple, and though it is clear and easy enough to understand it is far more difficult to receive and obey. Instead, we often prefer to direct the spiritual lives of others rather than tend to our own life with God. 
tempting as this may be, this is not the missional call of God. We are not called to judge others, but to give our lives away in service as we seek their good. A life free from the power of sin is never for our own benefit alone. A life free from the power of sin is never for our own benefit alone. Neither is it meant to isolate us from those in need. Instead, our hearts are set free and are moved by a compassionate longing to enter into their weakness as fellow sinners in need of grace. And as we do, the life of God is multiplied in others and we together enter into the joy of our Lord. God, I pray for the one listening and the things that you are convicting in their heart even now, God, that you would help us, Lord, to really believe Jesus that you came to set us free, not partially, but wholly. W-H-O-L-L-Y, holy God. We are sanctified even as we are being sanctified. We are being made pure even as we are pure. God, we have received deliverance and healing and wholeness, all of it. We, the power of sin has been broken from our lives. The temptations are still there. They were still there for you, Jesus. But you had power through Holy Spirit to say no, as we do to say no. We walk in that same power of Holy Spirit to say no to temptation. I like what what my son said the other day. That, And as we were talking, we we realized that temptation is really just a distraction from keeping our eyes on you, Jesus, and the goal of walking with you and walking well. So, Father, I pray for the one listening that when they are tempted to do the thing that they don't want to do, that in that moment, Holy Spirit, you would speak to them and say, that's just a distraction to get your eyes off of me. Get your eyes back on me and let go of that thing. We have the power to say no to sin because of Holy Spirit who lives within us. Thank you, Lord. Prayer for the week from the devotional. Stir up your power, O Lord, and with great might come among us. And because we have been sorely hindered by our sin, God, let your bountiful grace and mercy speedily help and deliver us through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen reflective practice. Charity requires an attentive preparation. We must be prepared and ready to give, anticipating the needs of others before they are even known to us. Today, purchase a few small gift cards from a local gas station or restaurant and place them in your car, ready to give one away to the next homeless person you encounter. Father, I pray for the one who might be listening who thinks, I I don't encounter homeless people. Would you help them identify a place they can drive through even? God, um, there are places where the homeless are no longer allowed to congregate, but places where they are. So I just pray, Lord, you give them a boldness and encourage like a mission, God sent from you to drive around and um, to be ready to give a gift card, God. 
I pray too at many times at the local big box grocery stores, Lord. Um, there are people out there with cardboard signs that you would give them eyes to see them today, this week. They would be ready to give away help, Lord. Practical, practical help. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.